Thank you for joining us today. For more information about the church, campus locations, service times, and more, visit ecoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram, at ecoegt. Now let's repair our hearts as we go into the message. Bless you. It is so good to see you in the house of the Lord today. I am thankful for this season, for what God is doing in our lives. Welcome to June Family Month. I've titled my thoughts today, Become an Expert. In a few minutes, I'm going to take you to the main passage, and that title will begin to make sense. I want to talk about growth. I want to talk about you growing as an individual, as a person, as a leader, as a child of God. You know, I love Family Month. This time of the year, we spend talking about relationships, growth, and growing. We talk about family. Now, today's passage is a unique passage as relating to families. However, I believe it's such a powerful truth that we can grab hold of. I believe there is something for all of us to learn, to apply, and to grow in. Did you catch that? Learn, apply, grow. It's not just learning something new. It's about applying that truth to your life. And then if you begin to apply the truth, you will begin to grow. Now, after 30-plus years of ministry, one of the greatest challenges I see as relating to families is when we become married, we stop growing, either together or individually. Now, I want to take you to a passage of Scripture before we get to our main passage. I want to take you to the Old Testament, to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 9, matter of fact, verse 1, it talks about how wisdom will build a house. But I want to take you to verse, to verse 10 and read down to verse 12. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. So notice this passage. What is the foundation of true wisdom? The fear of the Lord. Now, there are benefits to wisdom. What are they? Wisdom will multiply your days. How many like that? Amen? Wisdom will, will add years to your life. He's talking about physical health. It will add years to your life. And then wisdom will personally benefit you. But notice the warning label. When you buy certain foods today, you buy certain medicines, there's a warning label there. There's a warning label with this passage. If you become wise, other words, apply the words of this book, you will be the one to benefit. But if you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. Wow. Pretty practical, amen? Amen. Now turn with me to our main passage today found in 1 Corinthians 
chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we're going to begin reading at verse 10, and we'll conclude in verse 18. Paul writes, because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we have already, Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. Now go to verse 16. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple, for God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Verse 18, stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by the world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. Hmm. I hope you're taking notes this morning. Let's talk first of all about being an expert builder. Paul said, because of the grace God has given to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. I don't know if you thought about this concept or not. But you are building something with your life. You are building something with your choices. You are building something with your actions. Now Paul opens this section by using a construction analogy. A construction analogy. So when you think about this, our lives are under construction. Our families are like a construction zone. The psalmist said this, Psalm 127, verse 1, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Now, what does this verse mean? It's a challenge to you. It's a challenge to me to seek God's way, to seek God's advice. It's important to get God's instructions on how to build the house, how to build healthy relationships. And when it comes to family, when it comes to my home, I need the wisdom of God. Anybody with me today? I need the wisdom of God. I need the ancient of days. And I, I use that title of the king because he is the ancient of days. I need him to give me his wisdom. For the ancient of days has already seen it all. He has already been down this road. And I need his wisdom. And I need his help. The ancient of days. Now notice what Paul says. Paul says, because of God's grace to me, 
God's grace. Any good in me, any good in us, any good in our circumstances is all because of God's grace. It's all because of God's goodness and his favor. And it's important to remember the kindness of God. Let me talk to the men just for a moment. Sir, you have married above your pay grade. And you need to thank God for his goodness. Now, ladies, I thought for sure you would stand up and shout. You would have a Holy Ghost meeting right there where you are. You are where you are because of the favor and kindness of God. Now, let me talk from my heart just for a moment. When you are in a relationship, value the grace of God in each other. And realize the grace of God in one another's lives. So acknowledge the grace of God in one another and then value the grace of God in each other. It's imperative that we learn to give value one to the other and we celebrate what God is doing in each other's life. Sir, when's the last time you valued the grace of God in your spouse, your wife? Ladies, when's the last time you valued the grace of God in your husband? Now, notice what Paul says. He says, I've laid the foundation. But in verse 11, he brings clarification. He says, for no, no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. So what Paul is saying, he says, Jesus Christ is the foundation, and anything we do is based upon his foundation. And there's no greater foundation to build upon than the foundation of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Can somebody give God praise? But the challenge is, is you have to become an expert. In building. The second part of verse 10 says, I've laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. I see a couple of things here in this verse. One thing is this I have to become an expert in my craft as a builder of my family and my home. I have to seek to become better than I was yesterday. Mm, I don't think you heard me. <laughs> I have to seek to become better than I was yesterday, than I was last week. I have to become an expert in the craft of building relationships, friendships, my home, and my family. The other thing I see in this verse is I am not the only one who is building this structure. I'm not the only one. There's others who will come behind me and will build upon what I've built. Let's talk just a minute about becoming an expert. The message translation, which is a paraphrase, I look at it sometimes to see how this can be translated in my common language. The message says it this way, using the gift God gave me as a good architect. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're an architect. You didn't even know it. <laughs> you're smarter than you give yourself credit for. 
as a good architect. The, the English Standard Version says, like a skilled master builder. And the Greek word for expert is it, it, it means this, it means skillful, it means experience, it means a wisdom accumulated by time and experience. And the word in the Greek is sophos. Let's talk about this in relation to families. We are to, be, to seek to become an expert, but how? Realize First of all, you have the expert living in you called the Holy Spirit. He is wisdom himself. So you have the, the, the grand, the, 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 the greatest architect ever was, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He lives and abides and dwells within you. So therefore... Seek to grow in your craft. Seek to grow as a person. Seek to grow as a father, as a dad, as a husband. Seek to grow as a woman, as a mom, as a sister. Seek to grow as an expert builder. Set yourself on a journey to become an expert by growing. Personal growth. Let me give you some very practical tips. Very practical. Pick up a book. Pick up a book. Now, unless you misunderstand what I'm saying, don't come by here next week and say, oh, pastor, I picked a book up and I laid it back down. No, when I, what I mean by pick up a book, pick up a book and open it, read it. Pick up a book, read a book. You know, in today's technology, listen to a podcast. But can I challenge you, listen to a podcast with somebody who has a different point of view than yours. <laughs> it's going to help you. It's going to challenge you, but it's going to make you better. You know what? Take a course. I mean, in a, in a classroom setting, sign up at the junior college, the, the state college, or, or here at, at our extension site, Southeastern University. Take a course. It'll better you. It'll help you. You know what? Seek counsel. Because whether you know it or not, you don't know everything. You may not realize it, but in order to become an expert, it means you acknowledge, I may have been in this a long time. I may have been married 30 years, but, but I'm still growing. I'm still learning. Which simply tells me the last practical thing. Admit you do not know it all. Ladies, like there, pop them right there. Realize, admit, you do not know it all. In growing as a person, realize this book called the Word of God. Realize the Bible is the greatest source for personal growth. And I need you to hear this. It's important that we quote from other authors. It's important that we learn from other individuals. But I must not quote others more than I quote Jesus Christ. I must not quote another book more times than I quote 
the word of God. The word of God is going to change me. The word of God is going to renew me. The word of God. But listen, don't just read passages you like. Don't just read the word of God that sets uh, uh, you, you, make you comfortable. Let the word of God speak to you. Let the word of God change you. Let the word of God conform you to the image of Jesus Christ. Wow. This is so important. It's practical. But can I tell you what's going to help you become an expert builder is be intentional. Notice the third part of verse 10. Whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. The message says, let each carpenter who comes on the job take care to build on the foundation. Another translation says, let each one take care how he builds upon it. When you are seeking to build a happy family, you're careful how you build. When you're seeking to build a spiritual family, you are careful how to build. And how can you build a spiritual family, but you never worship together? How can you build a spiritual family, but you never come to the house of God together? As parents, we must be intentional Intentional with our children, intentional with our spouses, intentional with our homes. Which brings me to my second point, choose appropriately. Look at verse 12. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. You have a choice. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of material. You know, the wonderful thing about life and about relationship is you have a choice, but with a choice comes great responsibility. A great responsibility to choose appropriately, to make good choices, to make a choice to grow and have a growth mindset. The beauty, but also the challenge with relationship is we are interconnected with the choices that I make. And the choices that I make will directly affect the ones I'm in relationship with. And the choices they make will directly affect me. So we have to choose appropriately, and it starts with realizing my choices do not simply affect me, but those around me. And often it affects those that I care about the most. So choose wisely. Choose appropriately. Now notice the second part of verse 12. They may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. Paul names six types of material which one can choose to build with, and they appear to be broken down into two categories. And the two categories that I identify is this, that which increases with value, increases in value with time, and that which is vulnerable to decay. As a master builder, I have a choice when it comes to the materials that I'm going to use to build with. Think of the building, the structure for a moment. Others are going to come and build upon what I leave. 
Build something they can add to. Don't leave something they have to tear down and reconstruct. You're building something, but it's important that you're building with materials that add value with time. Don't let the next generation have to come and tear something down because you built the wrong thing. It's important that we use materials that add value with time. Take your time. Use wisdom. Invite the Holy Spirit to help you and use the material that will last and stand the test. Because guess what? (laughs) The test will come. Verse 13, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. Wednesday night, I preached a sermon titled, Count It Joy. And I made a quote, and it bears repeating, Daniel Webster lived in the 1700s and the 1800s. He was a diplomat and politician. Some thought that he was one of the greatest orators of of, of his day. He was asked this question, what is the greatest thought that ever passed through your mind? And Webster responded, my accountability to God. Can I remind you that you are accountable to God? You are accountable for your actions. You are accountable for how you build relationship. You are accountable for your actions. One day, you will stand before God. And I want to offer something when it passes through the fire that's going to stand the test. It's going to be valuable. Hear me. Build something you'll be proud of. Because the fire will show if a person's work has any value. Which it brings me to my last thought. If I'm going to build something that increases in value and time, then I have to seek God's wisdom. I have to seek God's wisdom. Now, remember the context of the book of Corinthians. Remember the context of chapter 3. It opens up with Paul correcting Correcting the sheep, correcting the church. And can I tell you, a true shepherd will bring correction to his church. The apostle Paul is speaking stern. He says, what is this, this division among you? What is this strife among you? Why are you so divided? In verse 18, listen to what Paul says. Stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by this world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. Stop using division. Let me read what one author writes. The Corinthian believers had fooled themselves into thinking that they were doing the right thing by dividing the church and exalting human wisdom to support their contentions with each other. In the culture of the day, such behavior seemed reasonable, but Paul insisted to the contrary. You know this, but I want to remind you, a divided family cannot thrive. 
Luke chapter 11, verse 17, records the words of Jesus. Jesus knew their thoughts, and he said, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. See, an expert builder seeks to build his house and not tear his house down. Bishop Cabarrus preached this powerful sermon last weekend, and he said this, when we are in one accord, it is amazing what happens and what God will do. So think about this, when a husband and a wife come together in one accord, when a single mom comes together with her children in one accord, when a single dad comes together with his children in one accord, guess what? God will show up. It's imperative that we come together in one accord, and guess what? God will show up. We need the power of God to show up in our life. And in our homes, the enemy has always worked in division. He's the author of confusion. Paul writes later in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33, God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. So a family must come together. A family comes together to gain understanding. A family comes together to solve problems. A family comes together to God garner a game plan and to work together. You know, when you find your family in conflictual, conflictual period, it's important where you're seeking wisdom from. It's important where you're seeking wisdom from. And can I be your pastor and friend right now? Some of you need to get off Facebook. You're seeking wisdom from the wrong place. Get in to the word of God. Stop seeking the world's wisdom. Bruce Barton writes this, Paul was not promoting the abandonment of reason. Paul was countering the Corinthians' use of rhetoric and debates to uphold their own divisive positions. So as a counselor, I know this. What happens in conflictual times is we're trying to uphold our positions instead of seeking understanding. So we talk past each other. We're talking at each other instead of to each other. It's imperative that you don't try to win your argument for the sake of winning the argument. Do you want to be right all the way down to the divorce court or do you want God to come into your home and renew your home and refine your marriage? It's imperative. Bruce Barton continues to write, Paul was warning the Corinthians that God's way of thinking is infinitely more valuable even though it seemed foolish to the world. If you go back to the first chapter, verse 27, it says, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. He chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. The Corinthians would need to empty themselves of their pride, their pride in human wisdom, in order to be filled with God's wisdom. And our families, can we take the time and empty ourselves of pride in human wisdom and let us seek God's wisdom? Notice verse 18, the second part. If you, are, if you think you are wise by this world's standards, 
you need to become a fool to be truly wise. We have to begin to ask, God, what do you want to say about my family? What do you want to say about my home, my life? We have to find a place where we desire first to know what God says about our situation and then act. We have to commit to learning. We have to commit to applying what we've learned. And we have to commit ourselves to growth. What is the foundation of true wisdom? The fear of the Lord. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. The benefits of wisdom, what are they? Wisdom will multiply your days. Wisdom will add years to your life. Wisdom, wisdom will personally benefit you and your household. I want to challenge us. Become an expert in our craft. Become an expert builder. Quit tearing your home down by silly arguments. Become an expert builder and say, Lord, how can I lead? Lord, how do I change? Lord, how do I grow? The best way I can bless my family is my family see me change. My family see me grow. Even though my kids are grown, even though my kids now have babies themselves, I'm still leading my family. I'm still seeking to become that expert builder. Choose appropriately. Because whether you realize it or not, you are building something. You're building something. Don't let and make the next generation come behind you and have to tear down what you built. Leave something they can, something of value they can build upon that's going to bring change, that's going to help them. Quit seeking the world's wisdom. Quit seeking to react like the world's reacting. Seek God's wisdom. Seek God's advice. God's working in you. God's changing you. God's changing me. <laughs> the landscape is changing. And hear me, it's a good thing because God's getting his church ready for an end time harvest. God's getting his church ready for a move of God. God's getting your families ready for the greatest days, the best days they have ever seen. And together, revival. We're going to experience revival, the power of God. You who are at home, invite the presence of God. You are at home, seek the presence of God. Become that expert builder and watch the Lord work and move in your life. Can we stand together and can we spend a moment worshiping the Lord?